This is Walk to Wealth, episode 67. Welcome to Walk to Wealth, where I enlighten and empower young adults to build wealthy, abundant lives. I'm your host, John Mendez, and I'm currently walking to wealth as we speak. And if you know the traditional route of finishing college, working a nine to five until your 60s, and hopefully having enough save for retirement isn't the path you want to take, then join me as we walk to wealth together. Before we start today's episode, I want to give a big shout out to Live March for leaving a five-star review. They said, great show, exclamation point. Walk to Wealth with John is an awesome show. It's super empowering and motivating. I really enjoy every episode and learn something new. A wonderfully educational show and love the guest story. Thank you so much for leaving the review. As you know, it's super hard to get reviews as a podcaster, so each and every one, I genuinely appreciate it. But without further ado, let's get right into this episode. Do you have a burning idea inside you, but you're struggling to put it out in the world? Is it something that's been tugging at your heart, but it's like you don't know how to turn it into a business? You don't know how you can use it in the real world to start impacting lives? Well, then this episode is definitely for you. In today's episode, I brought on my good friend, Brandon Nicodorus. He is the second guest to make a second appearance on the podcast. He's someone who's helped me out a ton personally. He's a four-time author, a nationwide speaker, a business coach. His goal is to have 10, 10,000 student universities in the 10 best cities in America and help 21 students get to 21,000 a month. But before all the business success, it wasn't always this way. Well, my mentor told me, he said, if you can learn how to write, and if you can learn how to speak, you're going to be able to do some incredible things in life. So when I got a C and D and D and C in speaking class, I was like, man, I should probably figure out how to reverse this. <laughs> so that kind of started everything. And my teacher told me, she's like, if you want to start getting good grades in speaking, you got to talk about stuff you're passionate about. So all of a sudden I started talking about stuff I was passionate about and things started working out. Yeah. And so tell us, you know, about, you mentioned that when you wanted to get some ideas going, you wanted to get started, that you started reaching out to a whole bunch of people that were successful and just started reaching out to ask them how to get to where you got to and ask for their advice and their opinions, right? What kind of gave you the confidence to reach out to these people? A lot of the times when we see someone who's already at where we want to be, it usually feels like there's a giant gap between us and that gap kind of put some fear in us and makes us not want to ask them, especially when you don't have really much to offer. Besides, we're just asking for their advice. So what made you realize that, hey, let me just reach out? And what gave you the confidence to start reaching out to people that found success in the areas that you were looking for success in? Yeah, when you see great, you start to believe that you can be great. So when you when you touch it, when you touch great, it, it's one of the coolest addictions that I've ever seen. So you hear a lot of stories about addiction in a bad way, but when you get addicted to the good things, you can really skyrocket. And it, it's a feeling, it's a root that's hard to describe. And when I, when I touched that at 20 years old, I was like, okay, what is possible? Mm. I met literally the top three guy in the world that I put on my list within three weeks of putting my list together of my dream 10 people I wanted to meet. Mm-hmm. And when you have that phone call and he tells you, everything you need to do to be successful and then you do it and then all of a sudden you're on that same level as him six years later you're just like whoa <laughs> and it just when you see great it's 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 a crazy thing that that is honestly what pushes me every time i lose motivation i'm like who can i go to that's great that can inspire me 
that, yeah. that can get me thinking differently than I'm thinking right now. Even I'm going through one of the hardest things that I've ever done with having, having, I'm trying to have the biggest conference of my life. And then in that same day, host a 1600 person con concert. Mm-hmm. So co-host it. And it's a big challenge. So there's some highs of that and then some lows of that. So anytime I get a low, I'm like, okay, who can I listen to? That's great. Mm. And then that motivation starts coming back. Yeah. So talk to us about what was it like starting Warm Heart Life and your your, your mission? How did you get so centered about 21 people making 21,000, right? What led to that? What led to that journey? What led to you wanting to help other people? Well, most people, when they see Warm Heart Life, when they hear Warm Heart Life, they're like, wait, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> Is that is that like a medical company? Yeah. What, what is that? So that's how hard it was to to start off because what most people don't see is the first couple of years when no one takes you seriously. Everyone's like, "Wait, what are you doing?" And the first year, all I did was say my core values every day because I knew if I created a company based on what a warm heart is, the principles that a warm heart represents that I could create something that could touch the masses. Yeah. And that was inspired by this movie called pay it forward and pay it forward was, Hey, think of an idea that can change the world and I'll give you extra credit. The teacher said that to the seventh grade classroom and this seventh grader came up with a concept to change the world. And that was to pay three people a favor and then they paid three people a favor. So I was like, why don't I start a company based on helping people that will inspire people to help others? So that that's how I kind of, everything I do with speaker school from business coaching to the conferences, it's all revolved around, okay, how can I help people that can help other people? Yeah. And so I want to actually, right, you turn your company into something that's not just a company, but it's starting to become a movement, right? You had your last event and had over a hundred people, right? There's an upcoming event. It's about to be 250 tickets that you're trying to sell, right? This is a, a lot of people in person, not like a, a virtual Zoom where anyone can sign up for anywhere. This is live in person. And who knows, the next one, I, I can only imagine what the next number after that's going to be maybe 500, maybe 1,000, right? So it's like, how did you turn this from something that was just like a little gathering that you used to do at college to now something where you're actually getting people? And it's not just like a $5 ticket for entry, right? You're getting a movement of people that are, have that same know uh, kind of vision that you got and share the same values as you how do you want to go from just having a small business or a little side hustle to creating a movement i think it's a combination of a couple things i think you all can think of something that you wanted to go after in life whether it was a good grade on the test making six figures making your first million selling your first house getting getting a certain number of clients whatever it may be and I think when you really find something like that, that you, you go after with that. I was watching this documentary. Yeah. I, I, has anyone ever heard of Shania Twain? Anyway. Okay. So I, I old. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Shania Twain and she came out. Yeah. She came out with this documentary recently and it was mostly to promote her tour. So I'm watching this documentary and you'll see in this, she came out with her her big album and she was go, 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 go. And she said in there, it pretty much got to the point where I, I was either going to die 
or I was going to be a massive superstar. And I was willing to take that risk. And I feel like with a lot of the things that I'm doing, I'm like, I want this so bad. I don't care what happens. <laughs> and that's probably not healthy, but to, that's, that's the answer to your question. I'm just willing to do a lot of stuff that people aren't willing to do. And I think it's because I really take a lot of time to think about what is it that I truly want? Like, like what Rob was saying, like, what is it that like you truly want? And it, it, if you, if you go after that, if you know why you're doing that, I think you can really do some incredible things. That's why my conference title is called the A to B conference, because all I want to do is inspire people from the promotion process to the execution of it, to what they do after and thinking like, okay, this is where I am. This is where I want to be. Mm -hmm. What is it that I can do? What is it that is possible? What is it that will make an impact? What is it that when I get to the end of my life, I won't have regret because I went after something special. Yeah. And I, I think that's a big reason why we've been able to have the success with the speaker schools, with the conferences, with taking someone from their college dorm room to doing over 300,000 a month, like in less than two years. I think, I think that's why that's possible is because of, of the passion and just saying like, okay, I'm going to fully commit to this. Mm -hmm. Saying, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned a lot of the time, a lot so far about having people and knowing where you want to go. And a lot of times, as you kind of been mentioned throughout this, all these interviews, like usually need to have someone that you look up to. Who would you say played the biggest influence in helping you get to where you want to get, where you want to, where you are now actually and where you're going? I think it was a combination of people. I had, I did really bad on my first internship. I got a D. So basically they gave me good enough to pass. They were like, yeah, you showed up every day. And I was frustrated because I would show up and I just, I didn't grow up in a country club culture. So when I went to go work at a country club, I was supposed to know how to dress, how to look, how to, how to press your clothes, how to talk to people, how to pick up the phone. I didn't know how to do any of this stuff. And I was just supposed to know without any training. And so I didn't meet their expectations, but it wasn't because it wasn't inside of me. It was because I didn't have a mentor yeah. that was willing to teach me these things. And that next summer, I said, no one's going to work harder than me on my internship. And it was like a God just came down and just sat next to me who had a second life. This guy had a heart attack a couple weeks before, and he had just got back up on his feet and started working again when I started interning there. And this guy was around people his whole life in various different jobs that were revolved around customer service. And he taught me how to take care of people. And from 20 to 23, that was my main mentor. And learning how to talk to people, learning how to bring value to people, it really changed my perspective on what was possible in life. Mm -hmm. And so he was my main mentor then. And then from 23 to, he's still my mentor now, I had a guy who had spoke around the world for 40, 45 years and doing business coaching and speaking. And I was, I, I touched great. I went to the Capitol Grill. I went to the Capitol Grill at 23 years old. I kind of snuck into the dinner and I'm sitting at this dinner. I'm 23 years old. My max limit on my credit card was a thousand bucks. And there's this big dinner. I show up late and 
that my mentor now, who was that was the first weekend I interacted with him, he goes, Bill's on the new guy. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. And so I'm like, all right, I'm like trying to play poker. I'm trying to play cool. All right, yeah, 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 we're good. So they bring the bill out at the end of the night. And it was like, it was over a thousand bucks. So I'm like, oh, what do I do? So I'm like thinking like, I want to put my card down. They're going to ring it. Then I'm, they're going to bring it back and be like, insufficient funds. And then I'm going to have to <laughs> clear it. And I put my credit card in and then just push it in. Just like when you're playing poker. And then, and then three people put their credit card in. They're like, get that thing out of there. <laughs> And they go, I can't believe you were actually going to pay for that. I said, I didn't think I had a choice. And touching great at that dinner really inspired me to see what's possible. And then two years later, I went to his speaker school and really got to know him. And I sent him a thank you card. And I saw him at a business conference one month later. He came up to me, shook my hand. He says, Brandon, I want to help you out. I'll cut you a good deal. And we'll, we'll make some great things happen. And four years later, it, it, I mean, Warm Heart Life, a lot of people are like, how did you come up with that name? Well, originally it was Warm Heart Fitness and Entertainment. And the idea was to have a world-class gym facility that hosted the best concerts in the world for up-and-coming artists at night. <laughs> so I, it was a combination of two things, but two of my passions, which was health and wellness, and then growing together with people like I've, I've low-key been in the music industry for a while and I'm like my mentor's name's Tom I'm like Tom this isn't working like trying to do the two different companies is not working people don't get it they don't understand the name I said I gotta change it and I gotta separate the two companies so I separate the two companies and I'm trying to figure out what to call it I'm like, what do you call a personal development company? I'm like, I need the warm heart in there, but what, like warm heart, what? Yeah. So we're just sitting like this, drinking some wine until two in the morning, just spitting off names. And then he goes, he goes, light it. I go, yeah. So that's, that's how warm heart life separated from warm heart fitness and entertainment was, was through just a a conversation at a table drinking wine at 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and I can think of so many times in my life where, I mean, I remember when the pandemic hit, I, he was the first one I called and I was stressed out. I mean, the business cut in half. No one knew what was going to happen. And he goes, man, how are you going to pick up girls at the bar now? <laughs> and he, picked, he, like, he cracked a joke and it totally loosened up my mood. And it, it started getting me in that shift of like, what can I do? And he goes, Brandon, I don't care what you do. I don't know what's going to go on right now, but there's one thing that you have to do. And it, that is you got to be there for your people. And that is why the last three years when a lot of people were frustrated, unsure of what's going on, I was like, what can I do to be there for people? And that's how I started mentoring high school and college students. That's how I started the speaker school. That's how I did the conferences was all because of that one statement. And that's why I really encourage mentorship because they've been through so many of the things that you haven't <laughs> and they can save you time, energy, and effort so that you can accelerate to where you want to get in life. 
personally, professionally, and financially. Amazing. So I guess, I mean, that kind of answers my next question, but uh, for anyone that wanted to start their walk to wealth, what's that first step, whether it's getting into public speaking, whether that's just getting out of the hole that they're in now financially or whatever it may be, what would be the first step that anyone could take to really start getting from point A to point B? What what would you say the first step is? Get interactive. What, what would you say, Chris? What would you say the first step is to wealth? Or Frank. Yeah, right in the middle. Oh, oh Frank. Sorry. Just make that decision. Make that decision. What would you say? It's got to be a desire to do something better with your life. There you go. How about what the identity, you got to know who you are and what, like you had said before, like what are your strengths? You got to sort of go after what you're passionate about, otherwise you spin wheels. I think that's what it starts with. All of that. It starts with voicing it out. It's like, hey, how do I get wealthy? There. How do I, how do I go up to someone I want to meet? How do I get a job? See, a lot of people don't get what they want because they don't voice it out. A lot of people aren't wealthy because they don't voice out, I want to be wealthy. Because if you said that every day, you're going to start attracting people into your life that are going to help you be wealthy. (laughs) So it starts with that. It starts with voicing it out. I want to make money. I don't know why people are so afraid of that. Like, If you can make money, you can make more of an impact. So voice it out. If you make more money, you're probably helping more people as long as it's legal and ethical. <laughs> yeah, big disclosure. So, so the first step is just literally just voicing it out. Amazing. So Brendan, it was a pleasure having you back on. Thanks again for just helping me out put all this together. Thanks for bringing the camera. Thanks for bringing the mics because things would have went south real quickly if you had it. So thanks again for just showing up and being here, man. I appreciate it. That is all for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for supporting. We are going on a tear so far this year. It's been going really well. And again, if you found value in this episode, make sure to go check out episode number 35 with Brandon Gondoris. This is where I go a little bit deeper into who Brandon is, his backstory, and how he got to where he got to. So if you found this short episode valuable, make sure to go check out episode 35. Again, I'm your host, John Mendez. First of all, I have some big things in store for you guys. I'm going to drop a little hint today. But I will see you guys in the next episode.